It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. We thank you for joining us on the Adam Ritz Show. I'm your host, Adam Ritz, and joining me now is Brian Galloway. He is uh, uh, just a happy-go-lucky uh, guy with a beard and bright blue eyes. Brian Galloway, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, the topic today with Brian is going to be purpose in life and how you find that purpose in your life, because we've got a pretty inspirational story with um, a tragedy in Brian's life that he's turned around and is really doing some special things uh, from his experience. So uh, for our listeners, obviously, they can't see you, Brian. And I I described you as a happy guy with bright blue eyes and the beard. I mean, you look like the kind of guy you'd see uh, uh, doing the circle dance up at a Dave Matthews Band concert. Um, Tell our listeners real quick to let them in on, on what they're not getting about this conversation from being able to see you. Well, um, so Dave Matthews concerts and things like that, I, I was definitely attending those. Uh, uh, I'm six foot three, so I'm an athlete, uh, played, used to play uh, hockey and rugby and things like that. But five years ago, uh, I was on a motorcycle ride in uh, Qatar in the Middle East, and I was in an accident. Um, I don't remember the accident, but uh, when I woke up seven days out of a coma, uh, I had damaged my... Um, thoracic 10 vertebrae and it left me paralyzed and I've been in a wheelchair ever since. I had uh, no idea that this motorcycle accident was in the Middle East. Were you, are you in the military? Military man? Or what, what were you doing over there? So my wife was actually working for uh, a United States university. They had brought six universities over and built kind of a, 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 a city in, in, in and of itself that had six different universities and she was the HR director for one of those universities. And we had met when she was kind of on her way to doing that. Uh, we stayed in contact. I had gone over to visit her. She had come back, obviously, to visit family and to be here. And um, and that was in 2008. And then in 2010, uh, we got married. And then I moved over there uh, and was there for, you know, obviously from later on 2010 until early 2012 was when I had my accident. So March of 12 was when I had my motorcycle accident. So we were over there initially for her and I had gone over there and found a job and, and was working over there uh, for a small um, sports security firm uh, doing working in their IT department. And that's, you know, so that's kind of how I got there. And then, like I said, had the accident and, and now I'm, uh, and then we moved back here at the end of 2012 and we've been, we've been back in the States uh, since then. And Brian Galloway is our guest uh, in a wheelchair, uh, paralyzed, uh, just from looking at you from the waist down, I'd say you're, you're completely mobile from, and I've seen the videos of you, the way you get around and you drive your own car and uh, you seem to be, you know, I, I can't speak for, from my experience from, from being around uh, people that have gone through this kind of, uh, I guess, turmoil or personal tragedy, but you seem to be like the happiest guy I've ever met in my life. I met you online through Twitter. I saw your uh, tweet about the Oyo. Did I say that right? The Ogo. The, I'm sorry, the Oyo. What am I thinking of? 
YOLO. I'm thinking of YOLO. Uh, the OGO, which we'll get to in a second, and you're promoting this um, uh, for my small brain. I'll just say it's a motorized we- wheelchair. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a second because I don't even know what it is, but it's cool and you're promoting it. And you're working with the company. We'll get to the OGO in a second, but I saw you, saw your uh, story and reached out to you to do this interview to talk about um, you know, what you've gone through and how you want to help other people that are that are going through this too, or maybe about to go through this, that nobody, nobody can predict these things happening. Nobody can see these things happening. You, you were in the Middle East when this happened, which I, I didn't even know that. I was going to ask you about the seven-day coma. Mm-hmm. Was that over there? When did you start getting you know, hospitalization or help over here in America? So my, my accident was towards the end of March. Uh, um, and then around the 1st of April was when I kind of came out. Uh, I spent a month in the hospital in Doha, the capital city, um, because it, I couldn't, it was, it was, I was still so fragile. It it was too hard. They didn't want to move me. They didn't want to evacuate me at that time. So I healed up as much as I could until it was basically safe enough for me to, um, uh, to be medically evacuated back to the United States. Uh, the country at the time did not have what we, we considered, uh, good rehabilitative services. So we, my wife did some searching, um, reached out to her, uh, reached out to her company about relocating me back to the States to do rehab. Uh, I got accepted at the Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago, which is one of the top co- uh, hospitals in the country, in the world, in fact. Um, I got accepted there, so I got on a plane. We flew back to the United States, and then I was in Chicago for almost three months doing my rehab. Uh, and then we went back to Qatar because she was working there. I was working there. Our kids were going to the American school there. Uh, and I didn't want, you know, I wanted to continue our life and, and how it was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over the course of the next six months, I kind of realized that it was not as easy there as it is here. Uh, sidewalks don't necessarily have ramps to get up and down of, you know, in and out of easily uh vehicles they you know they didn't know anything about hand controls to drive i had to have people drive me around so all of a sudden i'm going from this independent man to be able to drive and go wherever i want to i've got to call friends and you know my wife had to leave work early to come pick me up to take me here because i had to go to you know physical therapy or things like that and um it's difficult it was difficult to get medical supplies even uh so we just found that life there was a lot harder when you didn't have your two feet to stand on. So that's what kind of kind of went through that whole process of you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? And by the time the end of 2012, we said, you know what, this is, this is the time to call it. We're going to come back. Kids were on their, on their Christmas break. So we loaded up and we came back, uh, put the kids in school when we got back here, you know, and uh, at the beginning of January in 13, we put them back in school. And we basically started, you know, almost kind of started fresh from there. Um, mm-hmm. And that, and then once we got back here, then I start, then I started looking at the things about being able to be more independent. And that's when I found um, uh, being able to, you know, driving with hand controls and things like that. So uh, that was the first step. And then, uh, you know, and then moving on from there and figuring out kind of how to make life easier because uh, mm-hmm. it was already, you know, it was starting out to be difficult enough. So, so hand controls on your car. I mean, something 
for our listeners, myself included, that have no point of reference for what you do on a daily basis. Um, are those kind of hand controls retrofit? Can, can they retrofit an existing car to do that? Or is this a specially made car? How does that work? So my vehicle is actually a Honda Odyssey. The hand control is um, locked onto my gas pedal and my brake pedal. And if you think of a uh, if you think of a boat, right, has the has the lever that goes forward and back, you know, except mine's in reverse. So if I'm pressing forward, I'm actually stopping the car and I'm pulling back and I'm accelerating the car. And it's hooked up in a way that allows you to do that. I have a I have a accessible parking placard that I hang up. So when that's not hanging up, you would have no idea that somebody's driving around in a blue Honda Odyssey with hand controls. Uh, <laughs> it's it's you're I'm driving around just like anybody else. And then when I get to my destination, it's, you know, grab my chair and bring it up to my, you know, bring it around. And I climb out of my front seat into my chair and I go off and I roll around and, and do the things that I need to do. And I I go to the store and I, you know, to the grocery and I stop at the bank and I get my car washed and I do everything that anybody else does with a car. Um, you know, but then there are other things like going to my kids' soccer games. Uh or uh, going to my uh, to my other son's lacrosse games, where I've got to traverse, you know, grass or gravel or things like that that tend to make mobility a little bit tougher. The van was a great start, um, but then there's 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 a lot more that's that's out there that's going to help me get it. And you know, so once I got the van done, it was you know started to open my eyes to kind of like the what's next. And the what's next is the um, the motorized wheelchair. Is it is that what they call it? Is that is it a motorized vehicle, a it's, personal vehicle? It's a, you're close. It's called a personal mobility device. And when you see it, you're you're there. It looks like a wheelchair. You put somebody on it. Um, you put somebody on it that that relies on a wheelchair for mobility, and then you see them sitting in it. You're thinking, oh, that's a motorized wheelchair. Um, and this uh, is the. The Ogo. The Ogo. The Ogo. Right. And um, again, we'll get to this in a second. I don't want to jump the gun because I want, I want our listeners to know the passion in your voice when you talk about, you know, your purpose in life. When we first met and you were telling me about, you know, what you went through and, and everything happens for a reason and there's purpose in life. And you, you believe your purpose in life is to help other people that are going through this. Uh, talk about that a little bit. So, I, you know, spent... The last, like I said, the last five years, you know, since my accident, um, I've really been searching for uh, what is what is my purpose. What, you know, because I, I honestly believe that I was given a second chance. Uh, and my doctors that took care of me and operated on me, things like that, uh, they've said that the the trauma that my body endured. Um, they said they were very surprised that I sur- they lived through it, and the fact wow. that I'm six foot three and 210 pounds and and built the way that I am. They said the his strength, his body was what what saved him, and and the helmet, of course. Uh, but that's really what what saved him and made him uh, that way. So I see that as a second chance. I was given a second chance, and if you're given a second chance, then you have to do everything that you can to to make it. So. What then? What is my chance? What is my purpose? Why am I here? And I have been searching for it for the past couple of years. And w- you know what? What it really is. And I've I've talked to uh, 
people in my community about, um, you know, how do we stop people from, you know, parking in accessible spots when they don't have accessible placards or plates? Uh, you know, that's more of an annoyance than it is a calling. Um, but I know that that there was some bigger purpose and about a year or so ago is when I was when I found the Ogo and since then going through the process I've gone through I really believe that 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 I'm here to help other people people that are like me that may have the similar type of mobility some people that may actually have more mobility but still need some help here and there and there's people that have a lot less mobility than I do that I think can all benefit from from the Ogo and seeing that and seeing what it can do for me realize that I have to I have to help bring this to to everybody else I have to make it available to people who to make their life better because when you get your mobility taken away from you getting it back is is it's your freedom and to have that um can really make can really make somebody who's you know really has that 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 whole negative outlook can really turn it around you know people can be in a really dark place uh when they in an accident and if you don't have a positive attitude that can be your worst enemy is having that that negative attitude and if you don't turn it around but being able to find things that that sure you may not be able to live your life the way you did but you can live the way your life is now you can live it much better that's enough to open anybody's eyes mm-hmm. or at least it should be i think it should be and that's what i want to be able to help everybody else do how did you uh get to such a uh, an optimistic um non-dark place with uh your outlook on life uh like i described to our listeners the look in your eye the smile on your face the uh, positivity um you were talking to me off mic about a guy you met in the uh, hospital uh, that dove in a lake and uh, had complete paralysis and uh, just the look in his eye. He just had no hope. It was, I can't imagine the depression and the hopelessness from going through something like that. How, how I guess, psychologically, uh, and I'm sure you still deal with it, uh, how, I guess, how did you get to be to this positive stage in your life? How long did it take to get there? Um, uh, I've always been, you know, I've always had a positive attitude throughout my life. Um, and so it probably took me a lot less time than other people. I mean, obviously right at the beginning it was, you know, right at the beginning I had the, you know, why did this happen to me? Yeah. Um, but it didn't take me too long to get over that because it was, I can either spend my time thinking why this happened to me or I can spend my time thinking of this is what happened how can I make it better and I realized that if you think about how you can make it better uh, it's there's the darkness goes away and there is so much more light to be able to see something at the end they always talk about the light at the end of the tunnel I mean that it literally it was what it was there is the darkness of the tunnel and if you can't see the light you can get stuck there for a long time and I accepted that this is how I am, uh, and I accept the fact that not only this is how I am, but I know, but I'm the one that's in control of how 
I'm going to make it through the rest of my life. Nobody else is going to be there. I'm going to have people there supporting me for the rest of my life. I have my wife, my kids, my parents, my friends, my sisters. They're, I'm going to have people there for the rest of my life, but I'm ultimately the one that's in control of it. And if I keep the positive attitude, then dealing with it on a day-in, on a day-in day-out basis is going to be so much easier. So it didn't take me too long to kind of see that. And part of that really came... Some of that did come about from from seeing him. And he was young. He was 17. Uh, he he turned 18 while he was in the hospital. But I not once and I and I had conversations with him, talking to him about it and uh, about you know making his life better and 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 things like that. But he I never could see that glimmer of of hope in his eye. And I learned out I learned years later that he never saw his 19th birthday. Uh, I, I don't know if it was you know of how he passed, but you know, you know, I, I gotta say that his attitude is part of what did it for him. And, and I, I don't, I don't want to live my life like that. And I don't want other people to have to live with that either. Um, and so because I probably, I think because I witnessed it firsthand and I saw how it, how his attitude affected him and how my attitude affects not only me, but other people around me, I think that's really how my attitude affected other people is what really brought me into the whole idea of I am here to help people, and that's what I'm going to do. So, Brian Galloway is our guest, and uh, inspirational story. Uh, five years ago, motorcycle accident left him paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, currently, you are an, a champion, an advocate, and an agent for a company called Ogo, and you recently uh, raised the funds to get your own. Ogo. So now you have one, you've used one. Um, let's move into this part of the conversation where we can uh, educate our listeners on what exactly the Ogo does. Uh, tell us about the company and tell us what you want to do with Ogo to help other people uh, in a similar spot. So Ogo Technology is a company based out of New Zealand uh, and it started about five years ago um, and uh, with Kevin and Marcus and uh, Marcus is in a wheelchair and he was um, he was a uh, professor at a local university and Kevin's daughters had him as a teacher and they both shared a passion for field archery so they met became friends and Kevin noticed how much Marcus struggled going out into the wilderness essentially to you know, just to do the things that he loved to do. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Kevin is a, basically like a production engineer. I mean, so he's got the whole mindset of how, how to create things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've been through s- several prototypes, um, started off bigger and bulkier. And as the as it's gone through, it's they've trimmed it down. Um, and it's basically now become, like you said, kind of looks like a, a, a it looks like a wheelchair it's actually a mobility device but they started the whole idea it it's not it's not it's not the segway platform but it's built on the idea of the segway platform but the seat itself uh is moved by the body now there's obviously people who have a higher level injury right so they may be paralyzed let's say from the chest down and they don't have as much um uh, trunk control. There's handles that are on the side that they can hold on to and they can slide their body, you know, left and right, forward and backwards to be able to move 
the ogo to where they want. There's people like me that have some core muscles and strength that can just simply shift their body weight uh, and and it moves. But that intuitive uh, device on top of the device, the way that the two of them, they engineered it to go together, uh, has made it to now where it's not only a mobility device, but there have been occupational therapists that see it in action where, because uh, it's not just something, as you and I sit here and talk, I'm sitting in my chair, you're sitting in your chair. Um, if I want to move my chair, I have to reach down, grab my wheels, and I've got to move my chair around. If I was in an ogo talking to you, I would have to constantly have my core muscles engaged to be able to keep it at a balance point all the time. It's constantly moving based on my body language. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so because of that, you are using your muscles, your core muscles, almost all the time. Yeah. And occupational therapists see that and they're like, this is a fantastic device for people who struggle with you know, having, because, you know, my, my doctor said he, I, I, you know, one of the things I asked him when I got out of my coma was, am, am I ever going to get my six pack back? And he said, well, he goes, you might be able to get a four pack, but that's about as far as you're going to go with your level injury. So the, the strength of the core is so important. And, and a lot of us t- take it for granted. Right. Don't really think about that as something uh, that they, you know, want to go to the gym and work on. It's like, now nah, I'd rather just grab the dumbbells and make the sorry and go to the gym and work in your core because believe me, I would love to have, you know, that's what I do. I go in and work with a personal trainer twice a week because I want to keep a strong core and having a strong core makes the Ogo so much easier to use. Um, but like I said, because of the handles, it allows for people with much varying, le- varying levels of injury to be able to use it. So, you know, I saw a video of it. I saw you on it, um, getting around and not knowing what you just told me. I, I didn't know. I guess I wasn't looking very closely. I just figured you were controlling it somehow with a joystick or something. So you're telling me like a segue. I also think of a hoverboard, the way uh, kids today have those hoverboards, you stand on them and the way you lean makes the hoverboard go in a direction, that, even turning it. So that's kind of what this is, sitting on the seat and the way you adjust your body weight and move, lean to the right, lean to the left, lean forward, lean back, makes this um, almost digital um, technology, just a tech digital wheelchair move forward, backward, left, right, and in, 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 uh, uh, in 360 rotate. Uh, and I hate to say wheelchair, but just for... Our listeners that are trying to get this in their head, it's a, I, I get that it's a, de, a, mo, a mobile device. Personal mobility. A, a personal device. mobility device. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really just, it's, it's a high tech, it's almost like out of a movie. It looks like something from a movie. Uh, and now that you tell me there's no, there are no controls that you use with your hands, that's even more high tech. This is a high tech thing we're dealing with. Uh, I got to ask, how much are these? Because they don't sound cheap. They're not. Uh, you can learn all about them uh, by going to the website. At Ogo is ogotechnology.com. Uh, right now, the list price form for U.S. dollars is uh, sixteen thousand nine ninety five, um, and that just covers the cost of the device itself. Uh, there's still because they come from New Zealand, you still have uh, shipping. Uh, there may be some uh, some uh, import taxes, things like that. Uh, they're just going through the uh, initial. Um, production run. You actually saw me on a de- uh, 
uh, a prototype. It was prototype. the it was the most recent prototype. Well, let me just interrupt you and say that that's not as expensive as I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I, I was thinking twenty five or thirty thousand dollars. So sixteen thousand is. You know, that's a chunk of change for a lot of families, uh, but it's certainly doable. And I think there's a lot of people that uh, that's a number that, that you can you can have fundraisers. You can have uh, sponsors or co-ops or there's a, there's a way that other groups want to help people in this position. And that's a number that can be attained. I think it's a number that could easily be obtained, uh, attained. Um, in fact, being an agent for the company, one of the requirements is, is to obviously have one of your own, at least one of your own, uh, to be able to go out and demo it for people so they can do exactly what I did. Get on it, test it out, and see you know, how, how it works and how it's going to benefit. So uh, you know, because I don't have an extra $17,000 laying around in my checking account, I started a fundraiser to basically reach out to friends, relatives, uh, you know, former people that I, you know, I used to work with, things like that, to just say, hey, you know, you guys have been following my, you know, what, I, you know, what's been happening in my life for the last five years, uh, and I approach this as a life-changing device, and that's exactly what it is. It is a life-changing device. Uh, like I said, I spent about 45 minutes on it um, uh, in a park, just going around, uh, learning how it, how it works, things like that. Uh, there actually is a joystick that's on it, uh, so that there's, there's four different modes it has. It has stop mode, which has four legs that go out to hold it steady so that you can trans, so that people who do have mobility like me that require a wheelchair or something like that, it'll be solid. So you can transfer in and out, uh, either transfer onto your bed or into your car or onto your other wheelchair, something like that. Uh, there is a joystick mode, so for uh, maybe tight uh, movements, if you're on a train or if you're on a bus uh, uh, or you're going through a restaurant where you've got some really tight corners, things like that, there's a joystick. And then there's a slow mode and a fast mode or, say, a, you know, a tortoise mode and a hare mode. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, they can go up to 12 miles an hour uh, and a battery charge will take you... Uh, on a what they consider flat normal services will take you up to 26 miles before you have to recharge it um, I've worked with uh, beach wheelchairs in the past things like that that people have developed chairs to go out on the beach and roam around uh, and I've had you know batteries you know go out on me in 45 minutes mm -hmm. so the fact of being able to have something that can go 26 miles and even if you say it's safe and go 20 miles that's a lot I, I mean yeah. For me to go 20 miles anywhere in a day is a you know that's not my car is a long way. <laughs> so so having something that I don't have to stress out about losing battery power, uh, something that is has some different modes that allows me to uh, do small movements, you know, regular movements, fast movements. Uh, like I said, the technology that's involved uh, to be able to do this, but the whole idea of the seat and the intuitiveness of the seat is just it's amazing about what this allows you to do. Uh, one last question about the Yogo. Uh, what about terrain? Uh, obviously asphalt, flat, perfect. Um, grass, trails, beach, you mentioned the beach. I mean, sand, I mean, is it all terrain or how, how much terrain? Well, so wheelchairs in general, uh, are love the asphalt. That's obviously the easiest way. Um, the flatter, the better. Um, and so going up and down, you know, going up hills, obviously a little bit tougher than going down hills. Um, 
the and there's there's attachments for wheelchairs things like that that make things easier but obviously anything outside of of pavement so if you're talking grass dirt gravel um it it slows you down and you're having to work harder to just move smaller amounts or smaller distances excuse me um the ogo uh i was able to go over grass and gravel with no problem uh i didn't even notice a difference um uh, going downhills, going uphills. Um, I was in, uh, I was in Chicago once and had to go, uh, over the, the, uh, railroad tracks. So I had to go up these ramps and I, by the time I got up to the top of the ramps, I was just, I was exhausted because it was about six of them and it's, there was a long way up. And then of course, now I have to go down them and I have to keep myself at a steady pace. So my hands were were hurting because I had to slow, keep a, a, a slower pace going down the hill, you know, going down the ramp on the other side. Uh, getting on the Ogo and being able to do this, you don't have to use your hands. All good stuff from Brian Galloway. Before I let you go, how can our listeners uh, get in touch with you? Maybe a website, Twitter, Facebook, anything like that. Uh, so my uh, so my area, I've got Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash Ogo Midwest. Uh, and I'm also on Instagram. Uh, so Instagram, Ogo Midwest on Instagram as well. I'll be posting videos uh, and pictures and things like that. Not only of myself doing those things, but uh, as I have people reaching out to me and uh, testing them out and things like that, uh, putting their information up, putting their stories uh, so they can see, so that you can see what how this device is really helping other people uh, and uh, changing other people's lives. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.